Flo. Hi, I'm Haley. And, and we, we are Wrestling Wind Down. On this week's episode, we are covering NXT. It's been on fire lately, mm-hmm. as well as the upcoming Royal Rumble. And as always, our word on the street. So grab your glass of wine. We're going in for the three count. just kicked off and the Undisputed Era is showing why they hold almost all of the gold in NXT other than the Women's Championship, which I think would be a great inclusion if they had a woman on their tag team. That, that would, would be me- cool. It would be cool. We saw Undisputed Era attack the Imperium at TakeOver UK, which was such a huge moment. The Imperium had just won their match, the main event match of the night, and Undisputed Era came through the crowd and attacked the Imperium. And no one had any idea that Undisputed Era was going to be a takeover. Furthermore, that they were even in the United Kingdom. So this was such a huge moment, which set up their upcoming match at Worlds Clyde on the 25th. How are you feeling about this match? I'm excited. I feel like Undisputed Era is really at the top of the ring right now. Mm-hmm. And just this match, them going against NXT UK will be really interesting. Right. I think that a lot of people don't know much about NXT UK, especially being here in the United States. So I think that it'll be interesting seeing such a big group go against NXT UK. Right. It'll be good. It'll be good. I'm excited. We also have the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic that has been going on, and it has been an extremely popular and receptive competition so far. It always is, but this year involved the debut of Alex Shelley, who had such an illustrious career in TNA with Chris Sabin as the Motor City Machine Guns. And now he's in NXT with Kushida, who recently just joined the brand. They were actually a tag team in New Japan Pro Wrestling, so a lot of people, especially NXT viewers, knew that this was such a huge deal for them to be in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. They actually lost their match, which I was shocked about. Mm-hmm. They went against to Grizzled Young Veterans, who are another tag team from NXT UK. It was a great match, but Kushida and Alex Shelley lost, and I'm kind of wondering, like, where are they going to go next? This is such a huge step to have Alex Shelley in the NXT brand. With the amount of experience that Alex Shelley has with tag teaming with Chris Sabin and TNA and Kushida in New Japan Pro Wrestling and now in NXT, do you see them being a serious threat for Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish in the near future for the NXT Tag Team Championships. I mean, Shelly and Kushida have such good chemistry. I think that they're great together in the ring. Maybe I do see them going against Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly soon. I think that, you know, they have to keep moving up in the ranks. Right. If they just stop for some reason, then I don't think that they will make it there. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, even though they lost, I still think that they're going to keep going up and you know, fighting better people. Right, especially with the fan interaction that they had. They had a huge pop for their entrance into the NXT arena. But you know what else I thought was interesting with the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic? We had Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne in a tag team. Yeah, that was interesting. It was something that a lot of us were kind of like hesitant about. And then once we saw the match happen, we were like, holy shit, like why didn't we get this sooner? Mm -hmm. Mauro Ronello said that it was instant chemistry with them. And I absolutely agree. I think that these two have such different styles. I think of Matt Riddle as like 
the frat guy that you the see on Friday night. <laughs> yes, like the frat guy that you see on Friday nights drinking a natty light and he has no shoes on. Right. And then I see Pete Dunn and I see this guy that is just rugged and ready to fight anyone and he's always up for a match. And then these two together, it's like, we need them together. Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn ended up picking up the win in this match against Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. And they will be facing the Imperium's Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner to go to the finals of the Dusty Road Tag Team Classic. I think the Imperium is on fire right now. And I think they have been. We've seen them before in the ring, as we mentioned earlier with the Undisputed Era. And they're such a strong powerhouse that I'm really looking forward to seeing how this match goes. Especially with Pete Dunne getting involved with the Imperium. Seeing that they all have been on NXT UK before. So I'm here for it. I love this competition. Yeah, the Imperium is on fire right now. And like you said earlier, Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle is a tag team no one expected to be so good. And so I think those two going against it is going to be amazing i think that crazy moves are going to be thrown out unique stuff that maybe we don't see on smackdown and raw we stand just going to be interesting 2020 must be the year of helping hands and being a friend yes being a great friendship because at the beginning of nxt we saw Tommaso champa come to the aid of keith lee when the undisputed era was beating him up and then at the end of the show we saw johnny wrestling come to the aid of Tommaso champa when again he was attacked by undisputed era this led to something that a lot of people did not expect you might have expected it a couple months ago when johnny gargano and Tommaso champa and finn balor were in in the ring and then we saw it go awry with Balor turning heel attacking Johnny Gargano but now Gargano and Champ are back together they are teaming up as DIY and they're going up against Mustache Mountain at Worlds Collide which I think is going to be an incredible match DIY was at the top of their game when they were a tag team and the amount of fan support that they had when they broke up as well was astounding I love to see their feud together I think they work so well going up against each other but they work so well as a team that they're just gonna do well in this match and I think Worlds Collide is just shaping up to be a really good pay-per-view because we have so many people that we don't expect to be in these matches but they're going at it and it's just gonna be a good match i'm gonna make sure i fill my wine glass all the way up to the brim because it's gonna be a great show you just get your wine (laughs) get it at the end of nxt last week we finally saw the number one contender battle royale match for the nxt women's championship and it was crazy. It was so good. People were being thrown off the top rope left and right. But I was so happy to see Bianca Belair come out on top of this. I think we saw a lot of surprises in this match. Didn't think Shayna Baszler would be involved. She was the last entrant to come to the ring. And I feel like it changed the whole dynamic mm-hmm. of the match. As we know, Shayna Baszler is the only woman in NXT history so far to hold the NXT Women's Championship two times. So seeing her come into the match definitely changes a competitor's mindset. We also saw the debut of Mercedes Martinez she finally signed with the company went with WWE and now she's on the NXT brand I think they had just announced that she had signed either that day or the day before and they put her right in the match and as a veteran in professional wrestling this wasn't a problem for her she did great in the match she was in the final five she ended up getting eliminated by Shayna Baszler but she put up one hell of a fight and I thought it was interesting that Shotsky Blackheart went and eliminated Shayna Baszler Mm -hmm. earlier in the match she was pulled under the bottom rope and she went head to head with another competitor I don't remember off the top of my head but she wasn't eliminated and a lot of people caught that and just she to be eliminated you have to go over the top, top rope. rope with both feet touching the floor mm-hmm. she came back eliminated Shayna Baszler and everyone's like holy 
This is a big deal. The match was good. I really liked it, but I'm kind of tired of seeing Dakota Kai attacking. I'm kind of getting tired of seeing Dakota Kai screwing over Tegan Knox every time she has an opportunity. Yeah. We saw it at War Games. We've seen it on NXT television. It's like, if you're going to put them in a feud, just do it already. Right. You know, Tegan Knox, she had those injuries in the Mae Young Challenge, and it really hurt her. She was out for a long time. People still remembered her because she's just so capable in the ring. But then she came back. Dakota Kai turned heel. And then Dakota Kai's vision has not went anywhere else except for Tegan Knox. And side note, Dakota Kai was supposed to be in this match. And she wasn't. So it was extra weird that she went and attacked Knox. But she was supposed to be in the match. It just it didn't yeah. make any sense. And I don't know if you caught it on commentary. They did say that. Well, Dakota Kai was supposed to be in the match. But we haven't seen her. And of course, five minutes later, here she is. Right. So it's kind of getting a little bit old. I mean, I did really like this match because we got to see all the talent from the women on NXT. Right. And you got to see it all highlighted right there, which amazing, amazing talent. I never noticed how strong Bianca Belair is. Oh, girl, I Until knew. she literally did like a dumbbell press with That's her move. Candice LeRae. I was like, oh my God, those muscles. The last competitors were Yoshirai and Bianca Belair, and they have been in the spotlight of the NXT women's division for a while now. And I'm really glad to see Bianca Belair in this position. I've said it for months. I think she deserves the NXT title. But I've been reading online and I've been seeing, you know, the comments back and forth between people. And I feel like she's not going to get this title. I feel like Bianca Belair, her star power is almost maxed out for the NXT brand. Mm -hmm. I feel like she deserves to be on Raw or SmackDown at this point. She is just a WWE superstar. And I know we've said that NXT is not a developmental brand anymore. But I feel like she needs to take the next step in her career. I don't see her winning this title and having this title for a long time like Shayna Baszler has I see her having this great match with Rhea Ripley maybe she stays on NXT for one more takeover and then she leaves I don't see her having this title for a long time and you know doing this and that because that would have happened already right yeah I see that I think that she needs to be among bigger names but I'm not saying anything about like NXT right but I also feel like if she were to move up I wonder how they would utilize her like it almost scares me because we see how these other superstars that come up from NXT are utilized They're either really utilized like Ricochet or they're not utilized in anything significant like Aleister Black. Yeah. I mean, Aleister has had a couple big matches here and there with like Buddy Murphy and stuff, but he hasn't had his time to shine like he did in NXT. Well, it took Asuka so long to finally get a match with Becky Lynch. She finally made it, but it took took forever. She got put in a weird tag team. I just don't see NXT's creative team taking that belt off Rhea Ripley when they've built her up to be what she is already. Yeah. They've put her in the spot where, she, yeah, she's, you know, 22, 23 years old, but she's just so powerful. I see her having a reign that outlasts Shayna Baszler's. I see her and Shayna kind of getting back into this feud that they were already in because it has history to it. And Shayna Baszler made the NXT Women's Championship. People pay attention to it, if that yeah. makes sense, because she held on to it so long that people would w- wonder, what is she going to lose this f- title already and then she finally did to Rhea Ripley and now people are going to wonder well it's only a matter of time before Shayna Baszler wants her title back so when is it going to be so it's it's kind of like that but I feel like Bianca Belair is it's almost like a stepping stone to get back to where we just were with Shayna Baszler yeah but I also feel like Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair are very different in Absolutely. the way that Shayna Baszler will always be a heel but Bianca Belair could be a heel or a face right so I do think that Bianca Belair does deserve a championship reign like yeah. I don't want people to think well she's been saying for months that she thinks Bianca 
Bianca should win, but I feel like they're putting her in this position to lose. Like, if you looked at how she reacted once she won the match, she was crying. She was emotional. It almost felt like she had already won the title just because she won the Battle Royal. But I want to see how it goes. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she'll have this title. Girl, you deserve it. We've been waiting. But we'll see. I'm optimistic. So this Sunday, we will see the 2020 Royal Rumble kickoff, and there's some good matches on here. For the men's Royal Rumble match, the confirmed entrants so far are Brock Lesnar, as number one, Roman Reigns, King Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Eric Rowan, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Elias, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Otis and Tucker, Rusev, Bobby Lashley, Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, Braun Strowman, and Shinsuke Nakamura. So that leaves us with 11 spots open. And a lot of people, their minds are wondering, who else could be in this match? We've seen a lot of triumphant returns in the Royal Rumble, including John Cena, who came back in such a grand way at the Royal Rumble before. We've seen Kevin Nash come back. We've seen all these legends come back and a lot of people are thinking Edge is going to come back. And there's been rumors for months now about Edge coming back at some point and he shut them down every single time. And people are still convinced that the rated R superstar is coming back for the Royal Rumble. You can't tell them nothing. I feel like there is going to be some huge return during this. Like, there has to be. That has to make it so much more interesting. Like, it's already going to be great with all of these men in it. But having someone return, crazy. That's what people look for. I don't see Edge entering this match. Edge retired a couple years ago, and it was a sad, emotional time. He had a neck injury that required him to retire. And this has come up a lot, you know, with Paige, Paige's neck injury, and a lot of people thinking, well, she'll come back one day just because Daniel Bryan was able to come back after his injuries. And people are thinking that Edge is going to do the same thing. And unfortunately, yeah, we really like these competitors. We've gravitated towards their work while they're in the WWE. But Daniel Bryan was extremely lucky being able to come back after having his injury. And he's talked about it on Total Divas and Total Bellas, as well as on WWE television. This was a dream for him. And he was able to get back in the ring with the different doctors that he went to and all the experiences that he talks about. But Edge has went on the record numerous times and he said I'm not coming back and people I don't know if they just want to ignore it because they're just so passionate about his ring work and they want him to return but go on his Instagram he has two daughters he is not coming back anytime soon I would be I would be extremely shocked to see him come back and I feel like with Beth Phoenix being on WWE NXT as a commentator I feel like that's his connection to WWE at this point his wife is a commentator that's all like yeah he's on certain kickoff shows sometimes and on the network sometimes but he's not getting back in the ring anytime soon sadly I mean Edge was one of my favorites growing up and I really enjoyed his work but he got injured and he's explained this numerous times and I almost feel like it's kind of disrespectful at this point for fans to be like well when are you coming back I read on uh wrestlinginsidernews.com that you're coming back and he keeps on saying he's not coming back I have read too maybe the rock is coming back i definitely don't see that happen i'm sure you read the rock's father passed away recently i just don't see it happening i maybe see john cena i know he has said that he's not coming back either but i feel like he is full of i feel like he is we see him on the red carpet with his new girlfriend he's with robert downey jr at doolittle premiere and people are posting the pictures and i read some comment about how he said that he is content where where his career is with the wwe right now to go and be hollywood and Mm -hmm. it's like boy 
wait, we are too close to WrestleMania season for you to be trying to play us, okay? I feel like he is probably going to be in this Rumble, and he, he might be number 30. Who knows? Yeah. Do you have any predictions on who you think would be in this match? Honestly, as long as it isn't Lars Sullivan, I'm happy. Yeah, as long as it's not Lars, I don't know. There are 11 spots to fill, so. But what's even crazier is there's only four women that are confirmed right now so that leaves 26 spots 11 for men 26 for women and what we're a couple days out like a week out it's gonna be crazy they gotta get to it they gotta get to it so the confirmed entrants right now are charlotte flair alexa bliss nikki cross and sarah logan okay so I think it's a little bit weird because, you know, Sarah Logan has kind of been involved here and there, but she hasn't had like a strong storyline recently. But honestly, on this list, I see Liv Morgan being involved. I see Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Asuka. And that might be interesting to say, but I think that Becky Lynch and Asuka will probably get added on after their match. They kind of want to like feel them out and see if they're able to compete. I also see them bringing in some NXT girls. They do that every year. At this point, I would say probably Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, definitely Shayna Baszler. There's no way that they're not yeah. that they're not putting her in here and maybe a newcomer i, I don't could know see mia yim maybe i guess yeah i could definitely mm-hmm. see mia yim in there or even candace LeRae. i think she would get a huge pop yeah but i also see maybe them putting a legend in here maybe trish maybe lita mm. maybe someone else but to be quite honest with you i feel like they're gonna have nia Jax come back for this Okay, I could She's see been out with the two ACL injuries, but if you go on her Instagram, you go on her Twitter, she's kind of been a little bit quiet. Maybe I have her muted. I'm not going to admit to that, but I see line. her at the gym. I've seen videos of her at the gym, and she looks like she's getting into ring shape. Okay. I think she'll probably come back for this. I, I feel like she'll that. be back in time for WrestleMania season, and it's something that a lot of fans probably aren't thinking about because we haven't seen her in so long that if she were to come out, they'd be like, oh, that's right we haven't seen her in a long time and who knows i mean she had involvement with the men's royal rumble last year so she's definitely a competitor to watch for you know 26 spots that's a lot it is a lot but wwe is very prominent with waiting until the last minute to announce spots or maybe they want to keep the women's royal rumble a bigger surprise since they kind of us with evolution maybe that's the way we're going and if that's the case then i forgive them (laughs) surprise us maybe bring a bottle of wine to the ring and have the women enjoy that after they're done because they deserve it hell yeah so now let's get into our word on the street i know everyone has seen this on twitter if you haven't you've probably been under a rock this whole thing with tessa blanchard i have my thoughts on it i've kind of shared a little bit on our twitter account i've kind of been very vague about it but girl i've been watching i've been peeping i've been seeing what everyone has to say about this situation i think we're ready to talk about it we haven't released an episode since this whole thing broke out so this is kind of like our first time really talking about it together before impacts hard to kill pay-per-view the day before on saturday tessa blanchard sent out this tweet saying hey women try supporting one another cool things happen and a lot of female wrestlers in the business took this personally we had chelsea green who is now signed to wwe nxt she tweeted and said you've consistently put down bullied and belittled countless female co-workers including me is that support then we see nwa's women's champion allison k add a comment that blew everyone's mind And it said, remember when you spat in a black woman's face and called her the N-word in Japan? Was that you supporting women? The audacity of this tweet. The reason I've never said anything until now is because it wasn't my story to tell. I made it clear to La Rosa, who was the women's competitor who the situation happened to, that I had her back. And today was the day she gave me permission. You can't force someone to come forward, but you can be there for them. That is supporting women. And then Black Rose or La Rosa came out and 
thanked CNN and Chelsea Green, saying that it did happen. It was in Japan in 2017. And she said, if Tessa Blanchard do not remember it, I can. I am not a mean girl with any coworkers around the world. Be kind of hashtag racist. It's not ridiculous. It's a hashtag sickness. And then there were a couple other people that had voiced their, you know, disdain towards Tessa Blanchard. And people were wondering, when was Tessa going to say anything about it? And then she tweeted back to Chelsea Green saying that she's never been anything but kind to her. And then she sent out another tweet saying that the rumor was simply not true. And everyone's like, okay, that's not how you handle the situation. We then saw the next night Tessa Blanchard was crowned the first female impact champion of all time, which was a huge deal. And I feel like it would have been recepted way more positively if we didn't find out that she was doing stupid the night before or the day before so after tessa won the championship there was this video that was posted online of her speaking to the crowd after the pay-per-view and she said quote unquote okay you ready i'm ready nobody in this life is perfect we're all human and it doesn't matter what you say about me it doesn't matter what you call me i've got one of the strongest minds i've ever known so whenever you come for me you come for all these people end quote and everyone's like what the f*** are you talking about? Yeah, like, one of the this. strongest minds? Like, you were just racist towards someone. You just spit in their face. Everyone knows it now, and that's how you handle the situation. Of course, this didn't go well with anyone. Everyone was still pissed at her. And then this week, she comes out with this quote that looks like, you know those older, like, Tumblr quotes where it's like the text is like a light font and then the, the author is like a darker font? It literally looks like that. That's what she posted online. And it said, over the last week, I have been accused of calling a fellow wrestler a racial slur. To read this allegation has been personally upsetting. To be clear, I absolutely did not use that word. That word is not in my vocabulary. That word is not in my heart. Racism is not in my heart. Yet I know many people have to deal with racism in a way I will never have to. Racism is an awful part of American history, and it is equally awful that it's still part of our society today. While I did not do what was claimed, I stand ready to use my platform to support the fight against racism however I can. And then she signed it in her bolded black font, Tessa Blanchard. And then Sienna, Allison K, the same female wrestler who came out and put this allegation out on Twitter, she called her a liar and an undeniable scumbag. Like, Sienna, a.k.a. Allison K, has had enough of her sh- And then earlier this week, we find out that I guess Tessa Blanchard was digging for stuff from Allison K's friend about Allison K to expose her. I don't know. Like, it's getting dramatic at this point. I feel like Tessa Blanchard did not handle this situation from the get-go properly. And I feel like, I don't know if Impact has their own public relations team. I don't know if she has a manager or a public relations team. But this should have been handled properly. Yeah. I don't know if she did it or not. The way it's being portrayed, 100%, I think she did it. But she also couldn't have. But the way... You know, the words that she's saying, whether it be in person or it be online, it's making it seem like she did it. And this isn't good for her career. I think she did such a great thing for women's wrestling, being crowned the first Impact Champion. You know, the Impact Championship has been held by so many competitors that have gone on to do greater things, including AJ Styles, Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, countless names. And I feel like if she just... I feel like she f***ed herself, to be honest with you, because, you know, she did not think that if she put something out there talking about women empowerment, that these women that she's bullied, that she's spit on, that she's been 
racist towards were going to come at her. She wasn't expecting that. But when was she? When did she think it was going to come out? It was going to come out eventually. When you act evil, it comes out. I know a lot of people are like, well, why do people cancel each other whenever someone does something wrong? She is a grown adult, and she should know I should not be spitting on people. I should not be racist towards others. None of the fans, no one else is going to sit her down and be like, Tessa, this is why you should not be racist. She needs to know, hey, you know what? I can't go around spitting on people. You can't do that and expect people to just take it. Especially being a public figure. And we've seen this before. We've seen Randy Orton. We've seen Lars Sullivan. They've said questionable things that have been racist and The way that it has been handled with them, it's like Randy Orton had it swept under the rug. Lars Sullivan, I mean, he's MIA now. He has way more issues than we can even talk about. But, like, it was never really handled. And, yeah, you know, she released a statement, but it's like it was just a bunch of fluff, honestly. She was like, racism is bad. But she hasn't said, I said this to this performer. I have apologized, and I will not do this again. Like, she hasn't been accountable, and I think that's what really bothers people. So to end on a lighter note, it was just our truth birthday, and WWE did us all a favor and put together a video of our truth winning every single 24-7 title. Our truth is hilarious, especially when he's winning these titles. He gets so creative. Him dressing up with Carmella, like just everything. It was so I funny. think the most memorable thing was when him and Carmella dressed up and went to the OBGYN and went to the OBGYN to get the title for Maria. I thought that was really creative. Yeah. And that was one of the best moments I think he's had. I also like during one of the pay-per-views, they were dressed up as the commentators. commentators. Yes. And they never addressed <laughs> it through the whole show. That was but so actually, funny. I think one of the commentators, they were like, wait, isn't yeah. that Carmella <laughs> right. and our truth but and that was it. It was so funny. He does not age. Black does not crack. And our truth is proof. Mm-hmm. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wrestling Wind Down. You can find all of our other episodes available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at WWDCast. That is at WWDCAST. Let us know what you thought about the episode. What was your favorite part? We upload episodes every week. Until next time, enjoy your wine and of course enjoy your wrestling cheers Cheers.